okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't have to say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. It was not uh, the best, but it might have been the worst. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. Choice number two by Dakota. Four brothers. How like, did you pick this movie? I don't know. I've always I've always liked the movie. It's always been very intriguing. I've seen the movie tons of times. I don't know. It's just one of the movies I, you know, you can watch over and over again and just enjoy it. Just a fun ride. I would agree. Very watchable. Short. Well, short, you know. As short as a movie gets, really. I mean, you're kind of hard-pressed to find a movie under an hour and a half. So, hour 48, pretty manageable time. Yeah. Um, Did you have to rent it? Yeah. I apologize. So, when yeah. I, well, when I made the suggestion, it was on Netflix at the time still. Sure. So, they must have either dropped it sometime in August or in this month. Um, yeah. well, I, I, went, I went to go pull it up because I went to go watch it again last night. I went to go pull it up. I'm like, the fuck is it at? Yeah. Luckily, I got the DVD, but right. I was still like... It was just on Netflix. I, I feel like I just scrolled past it the other day while searching for something to watch. Yeah. I mean, you know, four bucks. Yeah. yeah. You can rent most things for like four ninety nine and under yeah. on YouTube. I mean, it's not the... I mean, you don't want to make a habit of it, but... It's not the end of the world. In a pinch. Yeah. It's kind of like whatever. It's, it's a nice service YouTube provides. Yeah. Rent pretty much anything at any given time. Amazon's like that too, but I think Amazon's prices are typically a little, a little higher. Yeah, about a little bit. I think like a dollar or two. Yeah. Now, since I had the DVD version, yep, I got to do what you always do when with every movie that you own, mm -hmm. go through all the specials. Went through some of them, not all of them. Yeah. Uh, but you're talking about the like the time of the movie, mm -hmm. about an hour forty. There was how many was it? Nine or eight. Nine or eight deleted scenes. Okay. I'm very curious here. What were the deleted scenes? So, and it goes in, they played it like it does it in order from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie when you select them. So, the first one is when they're, uh, when they're at their mother's funeral. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, um, uh, Jeremiah, um, Jeremiah, Bobby, and uh, Jack all give different eulogies. Well, mainly Jeremiah and Jack, uh, Bobby just kind of closes out the, ser the service. But so there's that. That's about that was about a three minute long scene. Sure. Um, the second was, or no, sorry, that was the second. The first one was apparently there was an extended scene in the beginning where when she got gunned down inside the corner store. Where she actually like interacted with the two people who killed her, mm. I could see why they probably cut that scene out because when I watched it, I was like, "Well, it just made the storyline really fucking confusing." Because mm. like, you know, they were they you know they were trying to play off that whole like, you know, it was you know it was just a random robbery, but mm. like with it being you know an actual execution, just the interaction that happened in there just made it seem like 
the fuck is going on? So yeah. I could see why they cut that out. It just didn't fit the, the narrative of the, of the story very well. Then there was... There's a couple there's a couple scenes that got cut out of just the of like the brothers kind of like either bickering back and forth and teasing each other or whatever. Um, uh, there was I, you remember the at the end of the movie that when Bobby was you know cutting wood to put in the windows and the kids came up and was talking to him. There was a scene earlier in the movie where they were in it. Um, it was right after, it was when, uh, right after the scene where they chased down the dude in the apartment and, you know, he, you know, Bobby got chewed up by the dogs. Yeah. So the next scene when they were in his, you know, their mom's house and he was getting, you know, kind of band-aided up or whatever, um, the, those kids came to the door. Uh, apparently, I guess every Sunday she would give them, give those kids food. Mm. So they were at the door expecting they were going to get food and they were like... Like, no, she's not She's not here. She's not coming back. And then uh, Angel ended up just giving him $20, told him to go down to the, you know, fast food restaurant and get some food. Yeah. But, <clears throat> so they had a little thing in the beginning, which I guess kind of makes more sense other than just some random kids being like, so Evelyn's never coming back? Yeah. Um, there was a scene where uh, Lieutenant Green uh, interviewed the councilman. Uh, at the councilman's office, mm-hmm. which uh, I, that just really didn't add much to the story. Sure. Um, I'm drawing a blank on a, on a few of them now. My my biggest thing I'm curious about is was there any deleted like bathroom scenes? Because I read this goofy IMDb fact. I went through the IMDb like trivia section, right? And one of the things it says. And I just said, like, I don't know how credible these fucking IMDb facts are, mm-hmm. but this IMDb fact just seems like it can't fucking be true. It says, it says the bathroom scene took about two days to shoot. That little short scene in the fucking bathroom where he's literally he's on, he's he's taking a shit and he's and like, hey, you know how I was fucking her last night? Well, look at this on my dick. And then... You know, he's a, he's a dick expert, and then Jack's like, it's a rug burn. And then they just say, like, we gotta go investigate gotta, such and know, such today. Need, need some finesse and all that. Yeah. It's like a two-minute scene in the bathroom. And they said it took two days, 12 hours a day, Mark Wahlberg sat on a toilet for 12 hours and had to be helped off the toilet at the end of the day from sitting so much. Tyrese wore nothing but a robe, and... Uh, I didn't write the dude's name down, but his skin, uh, you know, <laughs> from you, being saturated you, in too much water. Oh, are you water, talking about Jack? I can't remember his actor's name. Yeah, yeah. Jack, uh, Garrett Hedlund? Yeah, Garrett Hedlund. His Hedlund. skin pruned and, like, you know, was would split and shit because he was just under the... And I'm like, there's no I, that, there's fucking no way. way. There's no way. That has like, to I be. I don't know who the... And that, that's not even a Wikipedia... I don't know if IMDb's the Wild Wild West like Wikipedia is, but... Uh, yeah, I've never, I've never heard that one before. That's that's an interesting one. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't believe that one. <laughs> Can you imagine having to sit on the toilet for 12 hours? I feel like at a certain point, those like high-dollar actors are going to be like... Because unless, unless it's just them sitting there just cracking jokes, you know, 
And but if after after a half hour, I feel like that gets old. Yeah. Like there's no way. Like all right, do the scene again, but like lean a little more forward. <laughs> yeah. There's no fucking way. No, no way. Um. Yeah, I mean, other than that, it was just like short, like little dialogue scenes that were deleted, like when they, uh, when they first. So you know the scene when they went to the abandoned car factory that Jeremiah had ambitions of turning into, you know, housing. Um, there's a scene cut out right before that of them getting to the factory. Hmm. About like a 30 second scene. Um, then there's another scene of uh, what's his name, uh, Detective Fowler, uh, ta- like talking shit to Angel when you know the whole little holdup thing there at his house. Yeah, that's about it word there's another one I, I watched on there that was um showed the shootout scene that happened in front of their house where Jack died yeah um it was pretty cool because they showed how they set up all the pyrotechnics and all that and mm. apparently they had so obviously there was they had a house that was on scene that they filmed at and everything but they built an exact replica in a studio like exactly the same features and everything I was like that's kind of cool but I feel like that's also like I don't know. It happens I mean, most I, of the time. I, figure, I know it happens most of the time. I'm just thinking, I'm like, man, that's, that's a lot of work just to build a front of a house just to, I don't know. I mean, you get paid for it, so it's whatever, but. It's all about your camera <clears throat> angles and, you know, if the house isn't necessarily, I mean, you know, a fucking, like, sitcom set, you know, is always, like, you know, half of it. You know, you know, cameras and shit yeah. out here you know you're basically making a half house so yeah but like a sitcom though it's you know it's gonna last for a while hopefully yeah. it's good but you know yeah but you know those productions are probably all time you know so you know whatever whatever makes the production go quicker once you're in you know, once you are actually filming excuse me uh yeah they uh, uh he credited, I guess Mark Wahlberg did most of his own stunts in that movie. I guess there's a few of them he didn't do, but as I said, Mark Wahlberg did most of them. Like, like he said that he was happy because at first they're, I, they, they were going to have kind of like a stunt person that was going to be uh, in that scene where like when he's like laying like down under the window and the wind, glass is getting blown out and all the little pyrotechnics are going through the wall for the bullets. Mm-hmm. So they were originally going to have like a stunt person and they were going to have like their face down and everything so you couldn't you know tell it wasn't him. But he was like, I guess he said, you know, he wanted to do that scene. So they were able to do it where you could see his face. He could lean back up and shoot out because they, cause they were going to, like, try and work around. Because, you know, some actors are like, I'm, I'm not risking getting glass in my face. Yeah. Which, understandable, kind of. It's also like, you sign, you auditioned for the role. You're in the big leagues You know, now. it's kind of like yeah. one of the things, like, when, when you apply for a job and then you start working at the job and you and you look at one of the job requirements that they're asking you to do, you're like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, well, you signed up for the job. Yeah. So. Read. Yeah. Read it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The actors yeah. are like, have everyone that never does anything or never puts yourself at any little bit of risk when they know the role that they're playing is kind of crazy to me. But to each yeah. is one's own. Yeah, I mean, there's risks involved, but you're also getting, you're also getting paid. Yeah. So, I mean. You get paid I, more than us. Yeah. <laughs> we put, I think we put ourselves in more danger daily than what actors do in movie sets. 
Well, I never, definitely never put my face next to anything that's going to explode, but... <laughs> I mean, I have. In your backyard before, but... Yeah, I wasn't getting paid for that. <laughs> I don't exactly. know. Exactly. If someone was paying you, I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, that, that checks out with uh, Wahlberg, because, I mean, now allegedly... I don't trust any of these fucking IMDb scene uh, facts after that whole fucking... <laughs> toilet, twelve hours, two on twelve the toilet. hour days on the toilet. I don't, I don't believe it. So I don't know if I believe any of these other things. But says all, says all the snow was real. Uh, like you know, which I think in a lot of those productions, yeah, I mean, because a lot of the, they said they shot a lot in Canada. Yeah, a lot of the from yeah, a lot of the snow on scene I know was real because when it was filmed, they were in that one scene. Well, like even the snow falling is what they yeah. were saying. I was like. Well, that's some good timing then. Because um, in that scene where they're, you know, that same special scene or whatever you want to call it, um, where they're going over the pyrotechnics and all that, they were talking about the, you know, that the, to do some of the maneuvers they were doing was difficult because it was, you know, below 10 degrees when they were out filming. Yeah. So. Yeah, so. Checks out. Yeah, that checks out. Uh yeah, so the shoot never exceeded 24 degrees. Um, but I guess supposedly Wahlberg signed on before there was ever a director picked out for the movie because he liked the script so much. Now, again, because I don't believe the bathroom scenes... You don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. It says the word fuck was used 62 times in the movie, which that I believe. Yeah. Uh, Denzel Washington allegedly considered for Victor Sweet, which would have added to the movie, certainly. It'd be interesting. But I think... I think uh the guy who played Victor Sweet, um, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his name. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Chibatel uh, Asia Four. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to pronounce. It. I'm going to butcher it. Um, that's what I'm going. That's my guess. Chibatel Asia Four. But the I think the guy who played him played him pretty. Yeah, well. he did fine. He did a fine job. Pretty well. But just, you know, Denzel's oh, yeah. Denzel. You know. Then it just would have added to, you know, the, the popular name lineup of that movie anyway. You know, I mean, yeah. Mark Wahlberg, Tyrese, Andre 3000, Terrence Howard. You had, uh, God, I can't, uh, Taranji P. H- uh, Henson as mm-hmm. well for, you know, in short scenes. Yeah. Most of these guys, I feel, like, Terrence Howard is Terrence Howard, and he... He gets into shit. I, I have no problem with Terrence Howard. But I feel like Wahlberg, Tyrese, and Andre 3000's voice. <laughs> Where, like, you know, the rock effect. Where it's like, oh, he's the rock. You know, yeah. whatever he's in, he's the rock. I feel like whenever Mark Wahlberg's in, he's Mark Wahlberg. You know, and I feel the same way about Tyrese. Whatever yeah. Tyrese is in, he's, he's Tyrese. Tyrese. Now, Andre could act. But it was his voice for me, where I was always like, "I'm about to break into an Outcast song right now." <laughs> like, what? What's going on? That's fair. That's fair. Because he was good. Like, I. But just the voice, I was like, "Man, that's that's Outcast." <laughs> it's like Tyrese freaking plays. My my impression of Tyrese, he plays. Um, I, I don't know if you get the reference. He plays Baby Boy in every movie. I don't think you've ever seen the movie Baby Boy. 
Nah. Um, but every movie I've seen him and he plays like baby boy. Mm. Like that's just, and maybe that that's just how he acts. Um, I think it fit the movie well. This movie yeah. well. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. I mean, it's just Mark Wahlberg, just you know, the badass. Yeah. And then, which I like Mark Wahlberg a lot. So do I. He's entertaining. I might buy from his car dealership one day here in Columbus. Sure. But. But he's the same dude in every yeah. movie. I will say, he cannot do a crying scene though. Yeah, that uh, was Andre did good with the crying. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg cannot do a crying scene though. So that scene when he went in the bathroom and like you could tell he was trying to force it, and it wasn't yeah. happening. And then the old old actor's trick of you rub water on your face, you know, pretend like you're trying to freshen up, and then it makes it look like you're crying. And I was I can, like, uh, that reminded me that just I just watched. Uh, Boogie Nights, okay. which has him in it. It's it's actually kind of an entertaining movie because it's about just porn in the seventies, uh-huh. and so just you know just a lot of breasts and it's an entertaining story. I, mm-hmm. Entertaining it. breasts. I mean, it's a fun story because it's just about you know just all these goofy characters and you know in the porn industry, and uh-huh. it's a lot of people you know. Such as like Burt Reynolds, uh, let's do John C. Riley. Okay. Obviously Wahlberg. Um, what's the guy's name? He's oh god damn it! I forget his name every time I need. I want to mention his name. It's the dude in. Uh, Was it Boogie Nights? Yeah, it's the dude in you know the, like the blonde dude Twister. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Fucking. Um, as soon as you say his name, I'm be like, "Yeah, that," and it's just gonna annoy me. Philip Seymour. Yes, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I don't know why I can never, and like I like that dude so much. I don't know why I can never remember his goddamn name. But he, uh, he's in it, and he's just this like awkward dude. Um, anyway, <laughs> there's a scene where basically Mark Wahlberg's so fucking coked up in the movie that he can't get a, a boner. And so they're about to shoot a scene. And he's in the bathroom. And he's like, he's like, come on, come on, you're a fucking rock star. And he like keeps like, he's like, come on, come on, yelling at himself and everything. And then he comes out and they start this whole fight because he, he's like, no, I'm ready to shoot now. I'm hard right now. And I'm like, they're like, we're not ready to shoot yet. He's like, we're shooting right now. And then so they have a whole fight. And he leaves. <laughs> and you know, it's kind of him coming full circle. Like he can do whatever at first, and then. Uh, now he's too coked up to even do, you know, just do the job. He used to be able to just fuck on command, come on command, like all, you know, just all this shit. He's, he was always awesome. And then, Could you imagine being able to come on command? You could just be like... Well, I don't know. I Probably not, whatever, but, you know, like he was like, they were like, we need we need a come shot scene. We didn't get a come shot. And he's like, oh, I can do it again. <laughs> so I don't know if that meant on command or just like, well, I'm going to fuck the shit out of her and then eventually I'm going to come again. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. But he's he's fun in that movie, and that that's that scene is all I could think of because I had like just watched Boogie Nights a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and so then when he's in the mirror trying to do that crying scene, all I could think of was like, "Come on, you're a fucking rock star, you're a fucking rock star." <laughs> um, yeah. So as far as the other facts around IMDb that I don't trust, <laughs> we should we should just do a segment of, of facts I don't trust. Facts you don't trust on IMDb, just yeah. like. Uh, based on 
Uh, Henry Hathaway, Western, The Sons of Katie Elder, starring John Wayne and Dean Martin in 1965. So apparently this had a similar storyline. It said it was based on something else loosely, but I I don't know. I didn't write all of it down. Um, Toad scene, snow being real. Apparently the shot of the mother being killed was altered to not be so bloody. Because apparently it was like a whole messy scene. Oh, you, you didn't notice that? Yeah, well, yeah, it's just, like, a bullet hole. <laughs> well, like, the, um... Because I've, I've noticed it, like, many times ago when I watched it. And every time I'm like, oh, I know, I'm like, okay, this scene's about to come and it's about to bug me. So we're watching security cam footage and, you know, yeah. walk over and they point the gun at her. And then all of a sudden it cuts and you just see her like that. And I'm like, yeah. well, that was badly chopped. I was like, I don't know. I, I didn't know that they were going, that they cut it back because it was just way too bloody. Yeah, apparently there was like was a just... big cloud of blood at first. Like it was this whole big gnarly scene, and then they were just—I mean, that's what you know. Facts on IMDb, I apparently believe according to that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, maybe that might be true because it just it, like it was just a real bad like edit. Maybe like they were in the editing stage, looking like ah, that's a little too much. Let's just roll that back. But they did obviously they were past shooting, so like we're not going to reshoot that scene. Yeah, just badly, you know. Make it look like the security cam footage was made in Windows Movie Maker. Sure. <laughs> and the only other thing was, uh, it's a, it's funny the way the IMDb facts were too, because you're reading through this list and then like it's like such and such was considered for the role of Bobby, and then you read like a couple facts, and then it's like such and such was considered for the role of Bobby, and you're like, okay, uh, the role of Bobby was uh, allegedly uh, Brad Pitt. Vin Diesel, Jeremy Renner, Bradley Cooper were all considered for the role. So, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how true that is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how true it is. It's a little suspect. How well any of those would have done. I think Uh, it's always amazing when you have a good movie come together. When you have a good movie and like all the cast members just somehow work out perfect and then you read like who was considered for the role or who auditioned or who turned it down you're like yeah if it was this person this movie would not have been the same you know every actor brings a different um a different you know vibe to the set to the movie yeah i mean i I just it's one of those things you kind of wonder like well if we if they would have done say the other actor would it be like, would we just not think twice about it, like in another another film, or would it be, and then, you know, that person that was actually in the film, you know, would that be considered weird? Is it just a matter of hindsight? Yeah, of, maybe like, it's like, you've hindsight. seen it one way, and so it wouldn't be different, or, or you think it would be different, but it probably wouldn't be different. That's fair. It's a fair point. Yeah. Still think it'd be different. Yeah, no, it would be. <laughs> I mean, Vin Diesel's a fucking... That talk about a guy that's only one person <laughs> in any given movie. Jesus. You know, I read that for Vin Diesel, in preparation of uh, his role on Fast and Furious, um, he drank uh, one gallon of GM motor oil every day. On IMDb? <laughs> To prepare for the role on Fast and Furious. 5W30 GM motor oil. Every day. You read it on IMDb, didn't you? (laughs) 
I actually seen it in a meme, and I kind of I, I screenshot it. It was kind of funny. Yeah. I was like, ah, that's funny. Um, all right. So to start the movie, we get this old lady getting shot in a hybrid between a <laughs> what looks like a convenience store mixed with a grocery store mixed with like a like a tape rental place uh, that they all call a liquor store. Which I didn't really see any liquor in there. I'd mostly saw food and tapes and candy and could have been a liquor store. I mean, they call it a liquor store, so it's obviously a liquor store. But like I uh, mean, <laughs> that store was a little. To be fair, to be fair, you go and a lot of a lot of hoods, and you will see you'll see clearly corner stores that are set up just it's a little bit of just everything because yeah. you go to you know densely packed areas like that, and think about how far away the grocery store is compared to. You know, it's that centralized area. There's their grocery stores kind of don't really like to be in the hood all like that. Yeah. Like not as much as you see them. You know, going up and down. You know, you know a suburban area. Yeah, there's corners. There's there's corner stores like that in the hood. It's very yeah. interesting. They have a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, they got like VHS tapes rent. Had turkeys. <laughs> turkeys. I don't know how much Just... I truck how much I trust a turkey from a corner store, but. It was in the cooler, right? It's in the display case, whatever. Huh. I don't know. Um, I don't know, but what an establishment! The guy shouldn't have been shouldn't have been from the Middle Eastern. Middle uh, East. Apparently, <laughs> uh, they kind of they almost make her seem like a racist old lady at first. The way she's talking to the kid, and you're kind of oh, I, I don't know. Immediately, I was just like this fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, at the end, you kind of by the time you know. By the time the kid leaves the store, you're like, oh, okay. She's like, you know. She's trying to help him out. help him out, you know. But. He's like, damn, this old lady's going in about a fucking goddamn, what was it, a goddamn fucking goddamn tootsie, tootsie roll or roll. something? Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to help the kid out. Uh, dudes walk in. Rob the register. Kill her. Um, kill the clerk. Know, kill the clerk. Make some, make some Middle Eastern comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some things we won't talk about. <laughs> so, what did they say? <laughs> right. I've well, got the like, script right here. That, like, just so Mark's, Mark Wahlberg's use of the unreal. Oh, yeah, the, movie, the one, kinda, yeah. You're like, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, the first, time, the first time I watched it, like, fully through, because I, I, first time I seen it, I, I kind of, like, half-ass watched it, and I was like, okay, wait, that was a good movie. That's, this seemed like a good movie. Let me go back and watch it fully again. I watched it fully, and I got to that part. I was like, wait a minute, I had to rewind it. I'm like, did I just... I was like, ah, okay, yeah. I'm not hearing things. Okay, that was a <laughs> little. That sounded very forced. <laughs> yeah. Although, but according to Mark, according to the internet, Mark Wahlberg's history, that probably comes natural, if you believe stuff the internet says. Mm. Apparently, back in his Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch days, and before yeah. that, he was apparently a racist and would beat up black people. Don't know how true that is. It was something that was on Twitter a long time ago, and you know. Can't believe everything you see on the internet. I'll believe it well, when I see him beating up a black person to call him the N-word. I mean... <laughs> I mean, you know, little did anybody know that at first it was Marky Mark and the racist bunch. And, uh... Yeah, then they had to change it. They just couldn't get any, like, couldn't airplay. Get a, couldn't get a following. You know, they had to play all their shows in the South. Yeah. And then they had to abandon the hoods and change it to the Funky Bunch and, you know... And like thus launches Marky Mark's career. There we go. You know... That's why, that's why all of his car dealerships, there's no black cars. 
I, you know, I wasn't going to go that far, you know, but I think that really crossed the line. Um, so yeah, they really shoot it in the way that, um, they kind of, kind of fool the viewer first time, if you're a first time viewer of just, you know, because they don't really react to her until they hear her kind of yelp because she's. In shock. Someone the, just got shot. You know, the counter guy getting shot. I mean, you might make a noise if someone gets shot. Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to try to keep my mouth shut, though. She uh, did. She put just poorly. She was like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably yelp. Did you, know, know, did you notice uh, when they're taking money out of the register, they left 120 in there? Well, that was the they, thing I went back for when I went back and watched it again. They left a $20 bill in there. I was like, there. oh, so they're leaving money. Like it, yeah. So the the filmmaker is trying to show you, like, hey, it's not about the robbery; it's about killing this lady. So you know, what there's the, like, there's a couple hints in there. Goddamn clerk! Just I wonder if I wonder if he would have got killed if he wasn't Middle Eastern. That that's interesting, but they also I think yes because they probably want to take out any witnesses yeah. either way. But um, so this brings the Mercer brothers into town. Um, for her funeral. Uh, the movie is mostly about them trying to get revenge for their mother's murder. Uh, re- revenge flicks are fun. This one definitely had like a, a lighter tone, I'd say, than something like a uh, Taken. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Things like that. A um, lot of comic relief. Um, the morality of this movie is interesting. I, I think the, um, the, oh my god, what, Bobby, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, Mark's character, you know, Marky, Danny, Bobby, whatever the fuck, Bobby, um, he, they're all sitting at the table, they do the Thanksgiving dinner, which, a couple things about the Thanksgiving dinner, I would think that, you know, maybe... Uh, Jerry would have like his whole family over. Maybe they'd go to his house and have Thanksgiving dinner with his family. Uh, also, allegedly, Sophie's just upstairs and they just ate without her. I imagine she wouldn't be too happy about that. Like, she just comes down while they're eating and, like, you're just gonna eat without me? Just seems fucked up. I don't know. Goofy. Um, but the other thing was the. Uh... So I, yeah, I thought those were goofy. But, anyhow, they're all sitting there at the table, and, um, Jeremiah sees her at the end of the table. It's all, they're all, she's at the end of the table. Uh-huh. I guess that's probably where she sat, right? Jeremiah sees her first. She, she basically tells him to close his mouth when he's chewing. This is a barn. <laughs> and so, I don't know if that was, like, a comforting thing to him. Because I was, you know, when I was writing the note down, like, <laughs> she comforts all of them. Except for Jeremiah, who she just tells to shut his mouth. Uh, but maybe that was a comforting thing to him. Was her always telling him to mind, her, mind his manners, maybe. And then Angel with his tattoo, and then she's like, No, I got a tattoo, you don't have to hide him. And then Jack, she's like comforts... Jack was drinking milk, by the way. He had milk and a beer. Odd combination of Thanksgiving dinner. Um, he was very... Uh... That was just a very like interesting scene for him, like how he, how he was acting. It's very much very, implied that he was very heavily sexually abused when, <laughs> like, he, he was gone. just like, 
And I'm like, Jesus. Like, I mean, if he's trying to play, like, heavily traumatized, he's doing it well. Doing it well. Uh, and I imagine that's probably why Bobby calls him gay all movie and stuff. He's probably, you know, and hid the way he's... He's probably the less ma- least masculine of the four of them. And so they, you know... That was another one of the facts that I didn't write down, but it said that that was all improvised by Mark Wahlberg. And I don't know how all that ages that Mark Wahlberg was just calling him <laughs> <laughs> dick lips and fairy and all that shit just off the cuff. <laughs> like he'd the, like to be able to say like the cock inspector. It was in the, it was in the script, man. Like I don't, I don't know, I was just reading lines. Less of in the script said improvised gay comments. Right, yeah, I mean, I guess that works out. Improvise homophobia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they all get comforted, but, you know, then uh, Bobby looks at the end of the table. He doesn't see her. Right, and so the movie goes on. The killers are dead. He tells the kids, you know, she's not coming back. She's dead. Uh, Or, yeah, she's dead because the one kid's like, oh, because she's dead. Because she's dead. (laughs) He's like, yeah, it's because she's dead. Um, and so then he's walking in the house and he sees her sitting on the doorstep knitting. And so I don't know if it was like a, um, acceptance, like he hadn't accepted her death yet. He's kind of in the denial thing. Or if it meant like now he's got his revenge, (laughs) which, you know, I don't know how that works if you're. If the, if the message is like, if someone kills someone you love, go out and murder a bunch of people and then kill then the you'll killer, feel better. then you'll feel better. I don't know. It's fair. I mean, maybe that's logical. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Andre 3000's voice. I just, I couldn't get over that the whole time. Like, anything, like when he said the thing about the, like, what can I all do in mama's house, man? <laughs> <laughs> like... It just—I mean, you know how they talk, how he talks in songs sometimes, and I'm just like, is this like, <laughs> I don't know. He just waiting for me to bust out. Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> they have the other three like Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck is going on? This is—is is this an Outcast video? That's the longest fucking Outcast video I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, good quote by Bobby. Come on, Green. I used to make good living around here because cops like you couldn't find tits in a strip joint. <laughs> um, they come back to the house uh, after the funeral and hang out at Jeremiah's house. Um, he said he missed his plane. I like in the end credits where you see him in the airport with a fraudulent credit card and uh, it's just funny because he probably missed his plane because he got arrested, likely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, ah, just thought that was funny, and you know the union scene and Bobby playing hockey and Jack mm-hmm. being in a rock band. Those are cool scenes to see at the end. Kind of gives a little more backstory of them, and yeah, uh, it's obviously portrayed that Bobby's a criminal of some kind, like wherever he was, you know, before the funeral. It's New York. New York. At least that's what his, that's what the plates on his car were. Plates on his car were New York plates, so I can only speculate he was in New York. New York State. Right. Anywhere in New York. So, if he's being a criminal, why wouldn't he just stay in Detroit and be a criminal, right? I mean, you know, 
home with his mom and all that kind of shit. I mean, not obviously you don't have to live with your mom. Nobody wants to live with their mom. But, you know, no one wants to live with family, really. But, uh... And obviously he, like... <clears throat> he has some type... I mean, the Mercer family in general, but Bobby, they have some type of, like, connection, like, with, you know, Lieutenant Green. Like, they they're, they seem, like... Obviously there's a little bit of, like, back and forth, but... Like, there seems to be, like, some kind of, like, mutual, re- kind of mutual respect that's going on right there between the two. Well, yeah, that's what I thought was weird with, like, this kind of odd mutual... I mean, maybe, maybe, and it's all speculation, but, like, maybe, you know, maybe Lieutenant Green, you know, would, you know, I guess help them out, like, knew that they were troubled kids, would try and help them out, give them the benefit of the doubt, or, like, you know, whatnot, or try and help keep them out of trouble... But I think it's portrayed that they're pretty much the same age that they grew up together because, you know, Green was saying that he played hockey with Bobby. Oh, well, he could have been that. Um, I just, you know, for them having this connection, for them to split off like that, and then, you know, to come back together and then just this connection's just, you know, right back where it was. Seems interesting. Although I guess it's like that with some people you haven't seen in a while. You see them after a while and you just kind of pick right up. Where he left off. It's not every relationship in like your one, life. It's like, like once that, or twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like once or twice a year. Yeah. Um, or every time somebody's... Every time their mom dies, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was goofy. If you're going to be a criminal, why not just be a criminal? If you try it. Like, where? the legality of this movie is insane. In which, like, he can just go around killing people all the time. And then get they, away with it. <laughs> all they get is just like Green walking around, kind of being impartial. Like, are you killing people? <laughs> and then they're like, No, no we're not killing people. And he's but, like, Are you sure? Like, Are you sure you're not killing people? Like, Nah, I'm not killing people. But if I was, this is what probably would have happened. This is probably why it happened. If <laughs> you I know? did kill those people, they <laughs> fucking OJ them. <laughs> write a goddamn book, like. I didn't kill that bitch, but if I did, here's how I would have done it. <laughs> like, tell you what, I'm gonna write you an essay of what would have happened last night if I was involved, <laughs> and they probably wouldn't have talked. <laughs> well, I, I thought that was funny too. It's like they, you know, they chased those guys out of the bowling alley, the ones that you know killed their mom, and you know they find them, and you know the question they ask him like one. Like, what the, who fucking, who made you, what, I don't know what, what the wording of the question was, but in essence, you know, who paid you to kill the girl, to kill the woman, you know, and they're like, I tell you shit, and so they're like, okay, pop, pop, <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> fucking master interrogators over here, like, Jesus. I don't know, I guess this is kind of a move the story long that was, thing, but. That was an extremely dramatic car chase scene. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Like, not realistic at all. Yeah, I don't think you're getting that far on the rim. No, let alone with that much snow and two older rear-wheel drive vehicles that can't get traction. And the fucking, the spin-out scene, I'm like, listen, I've spun out, I've spun out in the snow before. It's not happening like that. (laughs) Bobby just slams right into those cars and he's just hitting around and like ah, 
<laughs> fucking like he threw his fucking car, like he, he kicked his car sideways and hit the other car just enough just to flip it like four times. I'm like, yeah, I didn't know about that. That's weird. I don't think that would happen like that. I mean, it looked great though. Absolutely. <laughs> and then like after the car flipped, you know, obviously that means that they were like still right beside it. They cut to them inside the car, and they're still like driving. And I'm like, you, why, why are you not stopped? <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, also continuity thing. For some reason, I wrote a lot of these out of order. I guess it was just when I, I guess I thought about things, and then anyway. So they get they go in to their house, and uh, <laughs> um, Angel is like. Like, oh, I'm gonna give me something to eat. And then, you know, cut to Angel's like sitting in his room. I don't know. It's just, the guy, where's the food? I don't know. Sitting in his room. Did you, <laughs> did you notice the, the picture of the fucking ass right behind yeah. him? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a whole, it looks like a whole kid's room, and he's got a fucking big old ass right there on the wall. And I'm like, I like that. I admire that. <laughs> it's integrity right there. <laughs> um, all right, this is my... Th- so, do you think Bobby is uh, gay? I think Bobby's gay. What gives you that? So, he never he never has a girl the whole movie. Then again, neither does Jack. And maybe Jack didn't live long enough to get a girl. Because the way he went out, that was rough. Um, yeah, that was bad. Never as a girl, always very insistent on calling Jack gay. Where, you know, I mean, sometimes dudes are like that. They're just toxic masculinity, I suppose. Right? That's a, what, the correct term for it now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The old term was just like, hey, you fucking asshole. Yeah, you're being a douche. <laughs> you're being a bit of a... Yeah, douche was the old term. Now it's toxic masculinity. Being a dick. Um, never really has a girl. Seems like the type that would be overcompensating by calling Jack gay, even to write down when he's dying, but maybe that was just their, I mean, obviously it was their thing that he always called him gay, but it also seemed to bother Jack that he just always called him gay, like the one scene when they're drunk in the bar, and they're like, Jack got fans! Jack likes boobs! Um... But yeah, so that's brothers, obviously, but then uh, another comment in the back seat when uh, Jeremiah says he's got to take the girls to ballet and the, or to dance or gymnastics. I think it's gymnastics. And then Jeremiah gets out of the car and he's saying, take Jack with you. He's spry. And then, you know, lets Jeremiah out. And then Jack's like, like you're the one who took ballet, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember that comment. I could definitely see that character being somebody who's just like overcompensating and will <laughs> just come to terms with it, and he's just calling everybody gay. And, Could be. Uh, we know if there's ever a sequel. Maybe we'll find out. Which that was the thing I was reading about. Supposedly, well, and Ty, then I like guess Tyrese, Tyrese, like tease that there's that they're having a sequel for Brothers. This is a movie that does not need a sequel. No, it doesn't need a sequel. Like, there's no way for a sequel for this. What is I it? can't imagine it being good. I mean, because this is a movie that's kind of so over the top and ridiculous. It'd be like if there was a sequel to, say, like, Fast and Furious 6. 
Or Fast and Furious 7. Or Fast and, or Fast and fourth. Furious 8. Or the 4th. Anything after the 4th? Anything after the 4th. It was a reasonable series. It was a reasonable series up to number 4, but yeah. Yeah. It'd be like if Fast and Furious made, I don't know, 11 movies. We're, we're going... <laughs> we'll be doing this podcast. We'll be. It'll be like five, six years from now. I'll be like, yeah. So we're gonna be reviewing Fast and Furious twenty three. Yeah, they're going to Mars. Going to Mars. Yeah, they team up with uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> Elon oh. Musk plays himself in the movie. This blockbuster is set in twenty twenty eight. Um. I thought it was interesting they chose hockey as the sport in this movie. Uh, I don't know, maybe Detroit's a big hockey town. I mean, I know the Red I Wings think. are big, but like... Well, plus, I mean... I mean, I mean it's Thanksgiving, football, you know what yeah. I mean? And maybe hockey's big. And, you know, they're right by Canada. Canada loves hockey. Well, only shop most of this in Canada, according to IMDb facts, I don't believe, so... Um, I don't know, just Thanksgiving, football, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um... And then just some of the things that take place on Thanksgiving Day, allegedly, where, you know, so they eat, they go play hockey, and maybe it's not on Thanksgiving, maybe they're just like, well, it was Thanksgiving, I don't, but it certainly seemed like it was taking place on Thanksgiving, and I don't know if they meant it to be, meant the next scene to be um, on a different day, but they're just in that lawyer's office on Thanksgiving Day, the safety deposit box, and... I don't know, it just seems like not a Thanksgiving Day activity, and then they're at the bar later, which, you know, a shitty dive bar will probably open up for you on Thanksgiving oh, in a small town, so I, that one I'm not going to fight too much. Hell, everything's open on Thanksgiving anymore, but I would imagine that some lawyer is not going to no just let four Hell, degenerates well, in. The lawyer's probably going to be off Friday as well. Yeah, yeah, he can go see you till Monday at least. Be lucky. Uh, so if Jeremiah only had to pay $20,000 back to Sweet, then why doesn't he tell them he's got the money coming in? I mean, I know they're, like, kind of mischievous dudes, but I always find full disclosure to be the best policy. Like, that's what a lot of movie plots kill me with. It's just like, hey man, just like... Just tell them. Come out, be honest, you know, we'll avoid a lot of the conflict in this movie, but you don't have, no, you don't have any conflict, you don't have any movie, so... Just imagine. Whatever, just come just up with ima- a better conflict. That's imagine all. with a, a movie with all the logical responses and everything logically works out and just yeah. no climax, it's just a steady movie. You just watch someone just make a business deal and you're like, ah, oh, the end? I paid $15 for a ticket for this? Well, that's this the best I- movie ever. No wonder Rotten Tomatoes gave it 100%. Yeah, all right. <laughs> that's why I like a movie that, like, find the real problem right about that. Like, that's the kind of... I mean, you know. There's too many movies. Obviously, some movies are going to be that. This way, that way, whatever. Jeremiah ended up being a interesting... A good red herring for the story. Because you kind of spend time on this. You miss other things. and Yeah. Uh, again, legality of the shit they do with this oddly impartial cop. Um... You were talking about Detroit. Is Detroit getting any better, or is it just Detroit kind of staying where it is? A little bit. That's what I was kind of reading about. It's, it's getting it's getting a little bit better. Um, There's a guy like 
feeding fish or something in an article I read. <laughs> That's the best thing that's happened in Detroit since GM. Guys out there feeding the fish. Well, this this article. No I hungry read, fish left behind. I, that's a that's a. <clears throat> I, I think that's a thing I want to start doing on here. It's like terrible movie summaries. You know, just. <laughs> um. But the, I don't know this article. That would be a terrible summary of this article. This guy was talking about this dude who um, feeds fish, like he breeds fish, and so then supposedly. Like the, I don't remember how it worked, but this whole irrigation system where the something fertilized, shit down here grew food, and then they use the fish food, feed the fish, and then he grows the fish, and he sells the fish to these markets and or these restaurants rather. I don't know. Badly summarized an article. Guy feeds some fish. <laughs> uh. This guy looks like he might have owned an aquarium before. Yeah, and then he's talking... I guess the guy went and met other people in the business area. And just parts of Detroit that were kind of coming back, you know? He's meeting with these different people with businesses. And Did, I mean, Detroit is kind of coming back. Um, I haven't been up there anytime recently. Last time I was up in Detroit was 2013. Why? And why? Yeah. Something about there's a whole. I went with a couple friends up there. There was a whole contest one of my friends was trying to get into for to be murdered. No, <laughs> not yet. Um, that's what I was trying to get. I was trying to get into drugs up there. Um, but it was a contest they were having. It was like a dancing contest. You know, whoever wins gets goes on final. You know, to finals to be like featured in a Chris Brown music video or some shit like that. Really? Yeah. Um, so me and a couple friends, we all went up there. I drove, um, because I don't mind driving. I enjoy driving. It was a nice little experience. How many friends? Uh, me and two other. Packed in your little Camaro? No, we, uh, we drove, uh, her mom's car. Hmm. Honda Accord. So, it was, I mean, it was a nice little, nice little area. We, the... The place it was that it was at was not the best area of Detroit, but then again, the best area of Detroit is not the best area. Sure. <laughs> so it, it was nice, but it was there was a lot of at the time we went there was a, a lot of just it was either abandoned houses or abandoned houses halfway burned down. A lot, um, but I, I I guess in recent years they've had plenty of funding. The city's gotten funding to you know get them get them houses you know tore down and. So you have like, literally, like literally neighborhoods in the like the middle of a dense populated area in Detroit that you'll have like one house here and one house here, and then the rest will just be grass because all them houses have been torn down. So they're 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 coming up and they're getting rid of all the abandoned houses. I don't know how their economy's doing, but like, I guess they're slowly starting to come back up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, what can you do really? I mean, all that fucking corruption is what destroyed them. I tell you, we went to the, uh, not to go on a whole Detroit tangent, but we went to the... It's about Detroit, yeah. why not? Right? Went to the uh, the GM Renaissance building. You know, the big GM building right there in Detroit? Yeah. It's a whole fucking city inside that building. So, like, it's... Um, you go inside, and, you know, the, the big cylinder tower, it's... 
hotel, like the first three floors are, you know, floors you can go on and everything. There's stores, there's, uh, the first main floor is a GM showroom of all their brand new model year cars and some concept ones. So you see every single, you know, Buick, Cadillac, Chevy, yeah. GMC truck car that they have that's brand new that model year and some prototypes that, you know, they some concepts that they have. Um, and then you also have at a fucking CVS, a T-Mobile store, an AT&T store, a five-screen movie theater. You had four, like, full-size restaurants. You had a whole food course full of a bunch of fast food, like Burger King, Wendy's, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, um, daycare, there's a few other things there, just in this building. Yeah. Um, and then you could... The, then the third floor up to, I think, I can't remember how many floors it was, but like three floors down from the top floors was all hotel rooms. And then the top three floors were executive offices. To get above the third floor, you had to have a key card to tap to go up. So we snuck in behind someone that was going up. It went up all the way to the top floor. And you're up there, and it's a fucking circular building, so it's not like you walk to the end of a hallway and look out a window. So we had to like peek in when one of the uh, maids would clean the room to look kind of like, look out the window through the doorway. You were fucking high up, and if you stand still, because it was a windy day when we were there, you could f- just feel the building swing. I'm like, ah, I'd get fucking motion sickness up here. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty cool. What do you think about like the car deal? You know, the car manufacturers moving out of there. I mean, on the one side, it's like a business decision, mm-hmm. right? Where it's just like, well, it's cheaper down here, but like, I mean, it's not right. You know, for that city, I mean, that city was kind of built on that, right? But then it's also, it's also not 100% wrong, because, I mean, after all, business is trying to make money, but it is like, I don't know, I would think part of owning a company would be like being proud, you know, the American-made thing, whatever, helping... I don't know. Besides... I don't know how I feel about it. Besides, um, with, with Detroit's history, and I could be misquoting some of this because it's been a while since I've, since I've read up on Detroit's history. Um, aside from going for cheap labor, um, which, you know, GM, Ford, yeah. Chrysler, they all went decided to go for cheaper labor, either move overseas or move to Mexico... Um, there was also in the, in the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, even the two thousands, there was heavy corruption in the city of Detroit, heavy corruption between, uh, the city government, uh, between the, the Detroit police, there was just an extreme amount of corruption. All you had, like everyone was bought off by everyone. Yeah. So... And there was also the fact that there was, with extreme corruption, you also had, you know, a lot of people being forced into poverty, mainly people of color being forced into poverty, hence why Detroit, the people who stayed in Detroit after the automakers left were the the poor blacks that could not get out of Detroit because they, they were just poor. They were broke. They had no money to move out of Detroit. Yeah. And, you know, with, you know, with... uh. Lower income areas, crime is attractive to them areas, and then, 
you know, it just it spreads. And then people start getting laid off in their factory jobs, and then now more areas become lower income, and the people who still have money or still have, you know, jobs that are either in Detroit or just outside Detroit or just over the river in Canada are now moving out of Detroit itself and moving to the suburbs. And then that just literally just leaves the lower-income people in this Detroit metro, and that's when crime starts going through, and then you have corruption because, you know, if you can just pay someone off or pay pay a councilman off or pay police officers off or department off. It, there's a long... Detroit has a long, long, long history of why it failed and that city declared bankruptcy. That's how bad it was. That city declared bankruptcy. They had no money. Hmm. Interesting read. I'm pretty sure there's probably documentaries out there about that. But the documentary I watched was the Roger and Me. Uh, it was a Michael Moore doc, and he's. It's when you know GM pulls out of there, and oh yeah, he keeps trying to talk to. Uh, I can't remember the guy's last name, but. Roger, whatever the fuck, uh, the GM, or president, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. And he, uh, yeah, he's, it's the whole movie, he's chasing him around, but he's also documenting the conditions there in Detroit. And It's funny, I think that's how mo- most Michael Moore movies are, he's just chasing someone around, <laughs> trying to get questions out of him. Yeah, and you know, he's just, he's going around, can't get an answer out of this guy, can't, you know, hey, I want to talk to him, oh, okay. Let's go look at some more poor people in Detroit. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. You can go, like... So, on Google Maps, you have the street view. On Google Maps, right? Yeah. So, when you view Google Maps on, like, a computer, um, you go to street view, you can actually view the history, like, of previous street view photos that were taken, you know, wherever you're at, all the way up until... You know, most of it dating back to about 2007, which is when they started the Street View program. Sure. You pick, you look at, you you go to Detroit, and you pick just about any, like, densely looked area or, you know, close to, you know, downtown Detroit, somewhere south of 8 Mile, and go down there, go to Street View, and you go back to 2007, and you go back, and then you fast forward to current day, you see 85% of the houses are just gone. Yeah. Either gone or, like... When you go back to 2007, like, half the houses are abandoned, and then when you go to current day, they're all gone. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Interesting thing to look at. Like, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so Four Brothers takes place in Detroit. Yeah, we didn't know. It's relevant. It's relevant. Well, allegedly the movie takes place there is pretty much shot in Canada. But apparently just, a rough area of Canada as well that I read in IMDb facts that I don't believe. So. I wonder what part of Canada it was. Let me see. If uh, least... Ontario or something like that. Yeah, a place in Ontario. Something or other. Um, but, yeah, so that basketball scene. So they're trying to go around. They're looking for answers. Um, oh, Toronto. Film was shot in Detroit, Michigan, Michigan and greater Toronto area. Hmm. I wonder which parts was Michigan, which parts was Toronto. I bet you, I bet you the house was Detroit. Yeah, I bet yeah. you the house was Detroit, but I bet you a lot of the other scenes, like the car chase scene Bulbs or snow. whatever, yeah. was probably Canada. Yeah. They should they should put a special movie on a fe- or a special feature on like DVD movies mm-hmm. where 
you know, you can just, like, kind of like you can turn, like, subtitles on and stuff like that, but you can turn on, like, location shots, and it'll be, like, you know, Los Angeles, Canada, Canada, Los Angeles. Like, it just tells you where the scene is shot at studio in California or whatever. That'd be kind of a little cool thing. Yeah. Yeah, it would. <laughs> One of them shoots, it's like, it just puts your address at the bottom, and you're like, what the fuck? I remember this. Yeah. Um... So this is a basketball game in the middle of the day, I guess. Because they go in there looking for answers. Uh, they interrupt the basketball game. Um, that scene's wild. I got the rock. I got the rock. Like, you just, Jesus. <laughs> you walk in there and you just start beating up high school kids. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's not cool. Uh, that kid is dumb for leaving when he says, you know, anybody know anything about the murder? Why would you leave? Like? Just, just sit there. They're not going to know any better. I I don't know. Anyway. Moving on from that. <laughs> when, that scene's just fucking wild. When, when, so when they, when uh, Jack signaled that they got the guy out in the uh, in the uh, hallway. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, oh, thank you for your cooperation. Co- cooperation. Enjoy the rest of your game. Asalaamu Alaikum. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, racist as hell. <laughs> yeah. And Jack's like, no running in the hallway! And he chased the kid down. Hey, kid! <laughs> what? That, that scene. That scene where uh, Angel comes through the fucking door after the dude runs into the fucking door. Yeah. It's funny, That's that, that was a, a meme for a while on Twitter. Like, yeah. they were just, like, him coming through the door, like. Just funny when you see like stuff you see on social media is a meme, and you see like where it came from. You're like, yeah, that's where it's from. I found it. <laughs> uh, if you just want to talk to someone, probably don't pull out a gun. <laughs> hey, you! <laughs> Come on, man. They wonder why the guy runs away. Hey, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> Fuck, I guess. Uh, also in that scene, if you sick your dogs on someone, don't be surprised when the they person start starts shooting at them. Hey, don't shoot my, my dogs. dogs! Also, <laughs> how'd he miss? <laughs> Some big-ass dogs, they're not small targets. They weren't moving very fast. No. Uh, dude's leg looked rough when he falls out the window. That's good special effects right there, when you look at it and you go, oh, and you're like, okay, there's no way they had that guy break his leg for the... <laughs> And now that I can understand an actor being like, I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> yeah. Falling out a window. No, I'm good, man. Thanks. Um, terrible interrogation skills, as we said. Uh, Victor is a terrible person. They portray that very clearly when they flip the deal on him for 400000 It just makes total sense. With everything they do, such as like... Throwing the food on the throwing floor. Throwing the food on the floor. Thinking that dude... The dog's gotta eat! Yeah. They eat! I was like, he Jesus! the guy's wife go over there and eat with him. Oh, that was... Good. God, you just imagine how humili- humiliating... I can't fucking say the word. And Humiliating? I can't fucking speak, apparently. That would be... You haven't even been drinking. <laughs> He's... Someone just fucking throws your food on the table... Throws your food on the floor. Tells you to eat it. I think and you gotta do it because you he'll kill you. I think it's about the time I quit that job, you know. I mean, like, obviously, the guy's probably gonna shoot me in the moment, so I gotta eat the food off the floor. But then I think that the next day, that's that's the day when I 
pack up the car, you, pack up the kids. Do you, you think you can really quit that? Uh, when it comes down to if I don't eat this food off the floor, I'm gonna get shot. I'm I'm figured out. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in the car, leave town, take whatever money I got, fill the car up with gas, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the next town, start over. I'll figure it out. I'll work at McDonald's in Ohio if I have to. You know. They find you in Cleveland. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go to another place where it's low income and probably find you working for a mob. Go. You gotta go legit after you gotta eat you food know, off the floor. Just like you know, you gotta fucking hire out of town killers. He told him. I mean, I'm on Victor's side there. Yeah, he you told. You tell him. someone to do something, and they don't do it, and then it back. Now there's trouble. It's your fault. It's your fault, man. I'm sorry. You gotta listen to instructions. He he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Um. The music's interesting in this one. Oh, so I'm sorry. Victor's a bad person. I didn't finish that thought. That they're playing cards. It's very. I mean, it's very well portrayed that like Victor is this kind of egomaniac type of dude. Where you know they show the dude has like aces in his hand, and he's just like, Nah, I got nothing. I'm folding. The dude's got nines. He's like, I win again. Like, cause you don't want to deal with you know the ego of this guy losing. Probably probably shoot killing you. you. Because you're like, you fucking... You know, you're cheating. Where'd you pull those out from? Yeah. 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 yeah, you're right. I lose. It's fine. And then, you know, he tells him he should go out of town so he can just have a fuck fest with that guy's oh, God. wife-to-be. Oh, and man. he's just got to sit there and take it. And so it just makes 100% sense when they flip. Because you don't really see it coming because they don't come out and say it. Would you have rather they come out and say it, or do you want that little twist? I think the twist the was nice. Scene, yeah? The twist was nice because, like, because like as soon as Jeremiah started talking, and then all of a sudden you see everyone like migrate from behind him to yeah around Victor Sweet. You're like, yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, thing got a sweet deal. There it is. Um... Yeah, so Victor's bad. <laughs> bad person. <laughs> I mean, there's good criminals. Where'd like, you pick that up at? There's like good criminals, or there's criminals where you, you, you're you like, ah, I'd be friends with that guy. Walter White. And then there's criminals like Victor Sweet, and you go, yeah. I'm I'd, good. I'd be friends with Walter. Yeah. Kind of. It is, yeah, his dynamic's interesting, how he kind of ends up being the villain. Where at first he's doing the bad thing for good, and... Anyway, we won't go into the whole Breaking Bad thing right now, but just one, the way you turn. One of these days, one of these days, we, yeah. will, we will break down. We'll do Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad, yeah. It'll be it'll be a, a 12-part series. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. We'll do one episode per, per season. I don't see. It's it's hard to do that when you've already watched the whole series, because you're like, then you start like remembering stuff you think is for that, that uh, season, and then it's... For a different season, you're like, oh, Well, that's why you have to watch it all the time. Like, you have to... Okay, if we're doing season one, we gotta watch season one. And we gotta come do this. We gotta know exactly what's in season one. And then if you have your tie-ins, for like, oh, this is relevant later in the story, because da-da-da-da, great. You know, we can make those connections, but... Uh, the series is so hard because it is, like, what do you do? Yeah. Do you go episode by episode... I mean, because in Breaking Bad, there's a lot to cover. 
You know, I mean. And then you also got the filler episodes like the goddamn fly. The fly. That yeah. that episode is. I I think whenever I rewatch whenever I rewatch the series, I skip over that episode. Yeah. That's just one of them episodes. Where I'm like, all right, I listen. This is an hour long, and I really like the series, but. I don't want to waste an hour. There's only so many hours in the day, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not wasting this hour watching look for this fly again. Yeah, I did it one time. That's good enough for me. And I mean, like, it's as entertaining as it can be. You know, an episode about him looking for a fly. I mean, that's. It's kind of like Brian. Can you just, can you just do this? Like, we're gonna put you in a room with a fly and just figure it out, would you? <laughs> Try to find the fly. We're not gonna tell you where the fly's at. As a matter of fact. It's going to be hard to find a fly, so we're putting like five in that room. Yeah. They're big horse flies, too. Can't miss them. Watch out. They might suck your blood, though. Can't miss them. Um, the whole 70s music, kind of like the oh, yeah. black exploitation film kind of music. It's fun. It's, it's a certain vibe to it. Yeah. I like that. Um, there isn't much food made for Sophie spending, uh, quote, two hours in the kitchen. Obviously, she just wanted to fuck on the dryer or washer, whatever. Uh, Note to self, I need to try that one. Never thought of it. But then again, also, both my washer and dryer have the feet level, so it doesn't shake. Maybe I need to adjust the feet, make one make one shorter than the other, and then I'll and then I'll put a comforter in there and not put it on the bulky setting. Right. Put it on the quick wash, rinse and spin. There we go. Make sure it's lopsided in there, too, so all the weight's on one side, so it's just like, boom, boom. <laughs> you ever done that? You ever had someone in the washing machine, and you didn't realize how lopsided it was in there? You just start getting yeah. boom, boom. You're like, what the fuck? My <laughs> other washer, some, the, the washer we just got rid of, I mean, the whole, like, the encasing of the, the outside of the washer had, like, completely come off, basically. So, like, on three sides, like, here, here, and here it was connected, but this side had, like, come off. And I don't know when it did, but then the spin cycle would go, and if it was just even the slightest bit... Off balance. I mean, in that final spin cycle, no matter what was in there, it was like... And you're just like, Jesus. Um, yeah. So I want to sample that noise now. Just me going... Yeah. Um... Oh, when he makes her go outside when he's talking to the State Farm guy. Because she goes, what are these? And he's, oh, those are breath mints, baby. <laughs> uh, and then he tells her to put the cuckoo back in the clock, baby. Um, that whole scene is just funny. She's out there screaming, and he goes, $400,000. Wow, that's that's crazy. And she's out there, you motherfucker! Yeah. Those are breath mints, baby. That is... That scene always cracks me up, no matter yeah. how many times I watch it. Especially she's just like, oh, there's a breath mints, baby. <laughs> just like it's trying so to wave her out. Like, can you just, there's a breath mints. Like, just put the cuckoo clock back in the clock. Put the cuckoo back in the clock, baby. Uh, what is all over that dog's face? They break into uh, Mr. Bradford's house. Oh, who yeah. was apparently banging their mom. Which he didn't want to talk about. I mean, I, she's dead, so we might as well just... Hey, before when your mom wasn't cold, I was banging her. Yeah. Maybe not in the words, but yeah, words might be a little hurtful. But I would think again, that's another thing. Full disclosure, probably best policy here. Hey, look, 
You and your I was your mom was creaming and screaming. You, your mother and I were romantically involved. Just so you know. Your mom was creaming and screaming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but they break in. The dog comes up. As far as you can see, it's clean. And I don't know if they're feeding it peanut butter to get it to behave or what the fuck, but I mean, did you notice they're sitting there at the. I wasn't paying attention. I think one of the, they're at the computer, right? And then, but yeah, he's still holding the dog, and the dog just got just this shit all over its face. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is all over that dog's face? Um, and I don't think uh, Mr. Bradford would have been so understanding about his back door being broken into like the glass and everything because he just goes I understand and it's like I don't know maybe he's maybe he's scared of them he's like ah you know what I'm, a, I'm you know I got money I live in this big ass house I can afford to replace that so I'd rather not risk Die. anything else because yeah. they were short of killing him probably that's uh, so funny when they start the smacking his belly <laughs> like, that's so fucking he said look at that nice big red <clears throat> brand I was like Whoa. yeah I was like, if it's really below 20 degrees, that's just, I know that shit fucking hurt. <laughs> um, seems like the councilman would have noticed his broken window. Walks right up to the car. The guy's asking about it. Walks right past the broken window. Gets in the car. I mean, you, I don't know. It just I seems, think, well, you're no, walking I, up to your car, you're going to notice something wrong, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because okay. they confront him in the yeah. garage, and then he walks up to his car, gets into the car, and then the first thing you see with the camera in the passenger seat is, like, broken window, councilman, and then he smells gas, and then there's the whole thing. I feel, yeah, I feel like you noticed the broken window first before you smelled the gas. But also, I feel like as soon as you got in the car, you would smell the gas. But you did. He was... But as soon as you open up the door, like... Yeah, I know. If, yeah, you open up the door, I'm like... I'd be like... Just shut the door. Open it. No. Not getting here today. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to walk home. Uh, yeah. I'm going to call me a nice taxi. <laughs> Didn't have Ubers then. Didn't taxi. have Ubers. Taxi. So you have to, yeah, you have to do taxi. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, 2005. Yeah. Good times. Um, yeah, okay. So we're talking about Victor Sweet. Uh, the whole big fight scene... At the Mercer house is cool. Um, shotgun accuracy is a problem there for me. Because when a shotgun does this, and then that dude shoots Jack, and then Bobby comes out and hits that dude right in the chest. But if a shotgun goes like this, and he's, you know, 20 feet away, Jack's also going to get <laughs> sprayed in the back. <laughs> it's mostly going to hit Jack. Maybe that's what really killed Jack. Yeah, maybe. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it was the fucking machine gun that just sprayed him in the back, though. I don't think he had any real chance of... I mean, he got sprayed. Oh, yeah. I don't think even if they get to him, you know, in less time, I don't know that he has much of a chance at the hospital. Because, I, I, I mean, you figure a, a drive down to, you know, I don't know. I think he was dead. Yeah. Either way. I mean, yeah, you're you're pretty much lights out. You're just counting down the clock at that point. Yeah. The painful clock that you kind of wish would come quicker. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he got sprayed. Shock and accuracy, no good. Just saying. Yeah. I've played some Call of Duty in my time. 
Shotgun ac- accuracy is not accurate. I mean, my source is Bill Burr. <laughs> Got a good spread. Joke. You know. Anyway. Uh, any comments on that scene? That's yeah, good. It's a good scene. It's fun. Action filled. Action packed. Uh, the sound effect when Tyrese shoots definitely doesn't match those pistols. I didn't feel like, but hey, do 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 do. I don't know. Um, talked about that. When Jeremiah was like, fucking stabbed the dude. Yeah. In the kitchen. I got a wife. Kids! He's like... <laughs> I was like, Jesus. No, he didn't like it at all. He just kind of like... <laughs> ran out those Volvo. Which makes a later appearance. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all that happens, the guys... Uh, again, just the impartial cop, you know. Sorry, but like, what happened here? Like... Did you kill people? It was self-defense? I bet it was self-defense, wasn't it? Yeah, it was self-defense. What do we do about all this? Self-defense? Looks like self-defense to me. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel, like, I feel like in that situation, everyone is going to cuffs. There's got to be more paperwork there. <laughs> no fucking paperwork. You just... Self-defense. Yeah, there's like... Case closed. There's all Open these questions. Open the Johnson. There's like, it's like the comments box at the bottom of the sheet. It's like self-defense signature. <laughs> Leave all the other shit blank. I don't know cop paperwork. I'm just making things up. Open a case, Johnson. So Green confronts Fowler at the bar. Hits him with a pool cue. Which, he skipped over where we got to that. Because he went to... Um, talk to the lawyer? I that was. Yeah, so they find out because they talked to the lawyer. That was banging Evelyn. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he goes, well, I was all filed in the police report. The discrepancies about his son, her son's uh, business woes. The guy's, you know, locking him out. Of, you know. Corruption. Yeah. You know, they, got, they own the councilman, so the councilman kicks him out because he won't play ball with the gangsters. Which, you know. Classic gangster shit. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, every union ever is like mob stuff. Yeah. That that fucking uh, Fear City, New York versus the Mafia. That's a great like four episode doc. Just talking about all that. Anyway. Um, yeah, so then they, you know, they look at the surveillance videos in the station. And she met with Fowler for over an hour, you know, doing a, filing a police report. And then Fowler just didn't file it. He, you know, gave it to Victor Sweet. So this bitch is getting nosy, essentially. In so take, many time to take the old bitch out. Yeah, in so many words, right? Um. Yeah. So then Green confronts Fowler in the bar for that. Hits the shit out of his leg with the pool cue. Fowler makes a quick recovery because the next day he's just, you know, he's up walking around. He's cool. Your stick's a little crooked. Yeah. Uh, Fine for me. (laughs) I was like, Jesus, that was. Yeah. He shoots him outside the bar. Follows Green out, shoots him. Tells Uh, him it was some black kids. Yeah, of course. Radios are down. Starts firing guns in the air. Um. But then Fowler's fine the next day when 
uh, Angel's at his house. You know, he's walking around just fine, so quick recovery there. Don't know if there's any, like, you know, ligament damage or breaks or whatever the fuck, but... Had plenty of time. Just seemed the way he was limping, you know, for the next day for him to be cool. I don't know. Just one of my asshole continuity things. Maybe it was just a slight injury. We all twisted our ankle, then then the next day we're like, okay, we're good. Right. Um... So yeah, they unleash this whole plan, right? Which they don't really clue you in on, you find out the twist in the end. But the deal is, you think Jeremiah's just trying to give them $400,000 to leave them alone. And, um, Angel's taking out Fowler. Or, so you think that's the plan, and then the plan is actually to... I mean, how much of that do you think is planned? That whole confrontation with Angel and Fowler. Because what happens is, he goes in his house, suffocates him, gives him the chance to get out. Also, what was that comment about the black bag against a clear bag? Because I'm like, don't both suffocate. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just there. referencing of, of like, you know, black bag. You know, you're darkness. You can't see anything that's going on around you. Versus clear bag. You like if you're suffocating, you're self you can you can just literally just watch everything you basically kind of have can see yourself die i guess versus just being like you know blackness and just like that's just blackness forever if you're suff- if you're get suffocated death versus like you know being able to watch everything just kind of like fade away as you die i'm guessing speculation yeah but like i don't know the i don't the way you made it sound it was just kind of like so if it's a black bag, I'm not going to be able to poke it. and I, I don't know. I was confused by that whole statement. but I don't know. I, speculation. <laughs> some, some things I just don't really try and go too far deep into because, you know, movie stuff is just sometimes doesn't make any sense. I'm like, eh, do I really want to, you know, put brain power into this or just I just want to let it just slide? Well, we're already here, so. Yeah. Maybe, no, I have very little brain power, so. Um. So that ha- so he suffocates him. You know, Fowler rips the bag. He's like, "Yeah, people don't think to go for the bag. They always try to go for the belt." She's like, "Really? No one ever goes for the bag." Anyway, we're off of that. <laughs> Black bag versus clear. No one goes for the bag. We'll just step right past it. But so then the cops come. Um, because obviously that was part of. The- do you think Sophie was being crazy, or do you think they counted on Sophie being crazy, or do you think they told Sophie to go out on the station? I think they probably told her. Okay. Cause, cause I also it, well, think so, but like... Well, if, if you recall it... Um, oh. Another deleted scene that I just remembered. Because of why I recalled back to that. Yeah. When... So they, the deleted scene was Angel getting arrested after them shooting Fowler. And he's getting, you know, he's getting arrested in the car and uh, Sophie's like running up behind him, you know, trying to check on him, something like that. And as he's getting put in the car, you know, he kisses her and says, you're a great actor, baby. And then he gets shoved in the car. Oh, that's her saying they bought it. Yeah. At the end when he gets released. Yeah. So she's in on, she's just been a bit of a wild card all movie, yeah. so you know it's right to question it. Um, but okay, so it gets kind of iffy 
there at the end where the cops come. And then he lies to him, says there's, he's got a wire on. And so then Fowler takes him outside with the gun to his head. Saying, I'll shoot him and all this, right? If he's going, I'll take him with... If I'm going, I'll take him with me. And then... Angel cracks him, or I, I don't remember what the movie did, but he, he hits him, gets away from him. And Fowler points the gun. I'm thinking, if Fowler's this corrupt cop, like, how do you know he wasn't just about to shoot the fuck out of you right there? After you hit him, get away from him, points the gun at you. I, I don't know. Seems fairly risky, though. Obviously, uh, yes. these guys kind of live on the edge. And then... The cops just take Fowler, or yeah, cops just take Fowler out because he starts shooting at him. Um, well, before before Angel did that like little like hit move to get away, I mean he shot one at the cops because they were starting to approach. Like, hey, we're here to help you, you know, lower the gun. And then he said, like, boom, and shot it. It missed him, hit the car, mm-hmm. and they're and, like they all kind of like backed up again behind the car, and they're like, oh fuck. Yeah. So, well, a lot of iffy parts. I would not do well in the very risky. Family. I would not do well in the Mercer family. I, I don't like. Would you be Jack? You'd be the you'd be the gay one. Yeah, I'd be the gay one. Possibly molested. Yeah. I'll be Jeremiah. Because I'm also an outcast. If you didn't know that. Oh, good for you, man. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Um. So. Victor Sweet's guys are banging on Jeremiah's door. They say, you know, he can't go until he gets the call from Angel. Jeremiah's like, I'm getting my scarf! And he comes out with no scarf, because that was funny. Uh, don't dig the music during the whole final scene. Everybody driving out to the lake. Something about that. Just like, I don't know. Stuff like that. And something about, and maybe In it's... Movies. it's and, like, can you just have like a vibe? Do we really have to do like this... I don't know, like, music can, see, music can do really well, and music can also make a scene feel forced, because they're, they're trying to make you, like, you're supposed to feel tension here. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's a stupid thing. But, like, be more subtle with music. I feel like music should be more subtle in films sometimes. It should be more of a background thing if it's there. That kind of thing. Anyway. And you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not from Michigan or Canada, word. But the whole, like, I know, I know, when it gets cold enough, lakes will freeze over. I just don't trust putting cars on a frozen lake. I don't know. I mean, like, I know, like, it's done. Like, you know, you have like series, like Ice Road Truckers. They literally drive over frozen lakes. But I'm like. Yeah, why is that? I don't by trust the way? that. Why are they always driving over frozen lakes? Frozen lakes and ice road truckers. Are the high road, the highways blocked. I think it's. I think they can cut the commute down. Versus like, you know, if you have you know a lake with, you know, fucking just geo, you know, this geographical uh, geography nightmare. You have a highway just curved all the way around this lake, or you could just cut right across the lake and you know shave like two hours off of your drive. I guess it's a common practice in Canada. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't trust it. I mean, but also like how you getting down? Like they just have a service road to the lake because they probably know dudes do this. Probably. I don't ever really watch a series. I just know about it and I know what it's about. 
but right. probably. I just don't. I mean, you know, we also live, we live enough north to where we get cold, but too far south for us to have frozen lakes. Hence why every winter the news is always like, if the lake looks frozen, don't walk on it because, you know, kids will go walk on a lake and meanwhile it's frozen over on like an inch thick and as soon as they get like two feet off of the fucking, two feet off of the edge, yeah. right through and they drown. Because, yeah. you know, it's easy to fall through but then it's harder to come back up when it's frozen. Natural selection. Huh. Yeah. It's needed sometimes. Uh... Uh, okay, how fucking far did Bobby walk in the snow? <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. I don't know. I've always wondered that. I'm like, okay, so I mean, they drove for a while. Yeah. They drove for a while. You and like you can see miles. Like, number one, what lake are they on? And why are they so far out? Right. Number two, where the fuck did he come from? Yeah, I mean... Like, he had to have been walking for, like, two hours at least. Yeah. Because, like, there's no car off in the distance that he stopped and he's just like, let me park here. I'm going to walk over dramatic effect. Now, I just walk and walk and And if you think Jeremiah and him left the house at the same time, (laughs) going to the same place, and he was only, like, 20 minutes behind. Jesus. Like, come on. Yeah, that doesn't, that just doesn't, I've always wondered that when I've watched the movie. I'm like, where the the (laughs) fuck is he walking from? And how the fuck is he getting out here? I don't get it. And like, ha- like, <laughs> do you have a bike that he abandoned at some point? And even then, I mean, biking all that snow. Yeah. And your feet are gonna be fucking miserable, and your coat's just open. You're walking through all that coat. Whatever, dude. Whatever. And like, how do you determine when you're meeting up on a frozen lake where you're gonna meet up at? <clears throat> like, meet like, me in the middle of the lake, and you're like, K. Who's got latitude and longitude going on? How do I like, even measure that? What's the middle? Uh, it's 2005. We don't have smartphones. I don't have smartphones to take me to the GPS coordinates right now, so... It's like, you just gotta kind of look like... Okay, looks like people might be over there, so I'm going over there. Hope it's them. Yeah, I know, you go It's like, <laughs> like, oh, is this a different gang okay. throwing somebody in the lake? Word. My bad. I'll get out of here. That <laughs> just... Yeah, that was ridiculous. It was, they're pulling up. And, like, what kind of got me, and, like, I didn't understand this part once you, you know, in hindsight. But when they're pulling up, and uh, Jeremiah's like, yeah, I forget exactly what he says. He's like, man, what is that? Or what the hell is that? And, they're, you know, they're cutting the, the ice out. And I'm thinking, I'm like, well, if this is all planned, I feel like he just wouldn't have that reaction. I know they added the reaction to put right, the twist in a little bit more. All the dudes are in on it. Like, I feel like he wouldn't have that reaction. He'd be like, "Okay, well, I know what's you know what that's for." Yeah, it's definitely but a like, hindsight thing. Yeah. It's definitely like they put that in there to kind of throw you off a little bit more. But then when you think about it logically, why the fuck would he? Said it. They'd all just be standing there looking at the fucking hole in the ice. Like he says, he said, he said, Tommy here is part Eskimo. <laughs> yeah. I was like, looking back, I'm like, okay, that whole like. Dialogue which is not needed. It was obviously no. put in there to throw you off even more. Yeah. I agree completely. Uh, interesting the way it ends. Like, all these gangsters aren't going to be a problem again. They got $400,000. Like, I mean, they're $400,000 amongst what was that? Like, 10 to 12 guys there? It's only going to go so far. 
then those dudes are going to be, you know, they're going to need to go earn something once more. So then there's probably going to be more corruption in town. But it's just funny the way it's like, oh, it's cool. Like, they got 400000 Like That's 40000 a piece. Won't, won't hear from them again. It's 40000 a piece. I mean, that's... Oh, what's that going to set you for a year? I mean, yeah. and those dudes, I mean, gangsters live large. You know what I mean? So that... But also, if you notice, I mean, maybe with, um... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Evan? Yeah. Um, you know, when they went to his house, you know, he had his kids and family and everything. Like, maybe, like, they're all, like, they're, they all just kind of got caught up in something that they couldn't get out of because they knew if they tried to get out of it, they might have got killed. Right. And, like, they all kind of signed, like, that deal, like, whatever, that Jeremiah would, didn't want to be a part of. And yeah. maybe they just, that's just their way out and they're just going to look for something else to do and might, they might not return to that life of crime because they all kind of seem for the most part like you know like they didn't enjoy being here but they didn't know what they signed up for you know yeah they got a bad union rep <laughs> is what happened that's what it seems like yeah um and the cop interrogation is funny all of them say they bang their wives bang their wives was banging that pretty little wife of yours yeah uh, that's all I got. He said, baby, are you all right? Now it's fine. It's the boob. Ain't no boob. Someone put their fist in your face. Someone put their fist in your eye. <laughs> yeah. Did you hit him back? Yeah. Did his face look like that? Yeah. All right. What would you rate? Uh, I give this one out of 10. I give it an 8. Yeah. Give it an 8.3. Because I, I watch it again, and it is, it is on my top favorite movies. So. Uh, it's alright. Um, wasn't overly passionate in a positive or negative way. Because, you know, sometimes I get on my negative rants where I go like, When the fuck was this movie? You know. <laughs> um, so, I did not have any over negative, but also no over positive side of it. So, it was just kind of... Just kind of a movie. It's rewatchable. Yeah, you're like Lieutenant Green. You're just impartial. Oh uh, yeah, just impartial. <laughs> Did you kill these people? Ah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. If you got anything, <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> if you did kill these people, how do you think you would have done it, and why? That's how they should have done the OJ trial. To say if you killed this woman, how would you have done it if you would have done it? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Uh. I don't know, I'm gonna go. It's probably a C movie for me. Go see. I'm sticking to letter grades. We we do numbers for bonds because we started that way, so it's just kind of continuity. And then we come here, and I go back to numbers. And I'm like, wait, I don't like numbers. I like the letter grade. You go to thing. letters, and you know, we did eggplants for a while, and Charles refused to do the eggplants. He was too cool for the eggplants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Love you, Charlie. Look forward to having you back. I don't think we ever... We never talked... We'll see. Hey, at the... Since, uh... I mean, we didn't, we didn't talk about it. This is more of a circle jerk topic yeah. because this will be coming out in November. Well, but, but uh, all these will be coming out in November, but... Well, I know, but yeah, a circle jerk would be right away, but... Uh, yeah. he, he had his baby, so yeah, that's why he's not here. You well, might he hear it. Been. You might hear it sooner on a, on a on a circle jerk. If you don't listen to the circle jerks, hey, that's why you haven't heard Charles on here in a minute. Yeah. He had his baby. 
Not him. He didn't have the baby. His girlfriend had the baby. He just yes. stood there and watched. Yeah. Uh, I think. I Star Wars was recorded ahead of time. That's why you see him there and whatever. And Star Wars is long over by the time this comes out. Yeah. Even, so. But not um, really because it's in a galaxy far, far away. I just mean on our podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, they're doing well, hopefully. They're doing well right now. Hopefully they're still doing well in November. Um, so obviously congratulations to them, but it's very late. Yeah. Very late. Listening to this very in, late. In, it's uh, it's November. November. We're, so. we're recording this, you know, earlier than that, but. Yeah. Hey, you might hear it on Circle Jerk, then we might talk about it if, you know. Yeah, we, we should. We didn't talk about it last Circle Jerk. I think, what, last week was the first, was the first, uh, set of podcasts first we did. First jerk in a while. Last week was the first set of podcasts we even recorded for, um, since he had his baby. Because we took, we took what? Yeah, it took a week week off. A week off? That one Friday just didn't have enough time to do anything. And that was, it was a long week. Yeah. I feel it. Sometimes we have holidays. Baby came. Yeah. You know, went and saw the baby. All that kind of stuff. Gotta see the baby. Gotta see the baby. It's not for Um, reference. Bam, bam, bam. Still did a bond that weekend, but yeah, and then following week. Stranger Things, Circle Jerk. That's that's the whole Circle Jerk was basically Stranger Things. Yeah. And then, hence, uh, hence why there wasn't much commentary for me in that one because I'm like, I haven't really seen it. I'm gonna go outside and take this phone call. <laughs> yeah. As far as the Circle Jerk this week, I don't know that we got much to. Uh, might, be, might be a short circle jerk. I don't know. Might not uh, jerk at all. Yeah, might, might not. It might just be a quickie. Might be one of them little rub and tug. And you're done. Yeah. But we'll stop talking about September and November. Hey! So. Yeah, this is the past, baby. We focusing on the future. This is November. When you hear this. Maybe. Yeah. Earliest you'll hear it is November. This is our time capsule to you. Yeah. Of two months. <laughs> We'll listen to this again and see how much we've changed. Yeah. Tyler might be a girl by the time this comes out. Never know. Hey. And Bobby Mercer might be gay. Hey. Thanks for listening or viewing Content Crisis. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, email us at contentcrisishotlineyahoo.com. And uh, goodbye. Hey, yo.